2: everyone, welcome back to When Attack, a weekly podcast where four movie fans test the limits of their friendship. I'm Rashawn here with Mela, Josh,
3: and Lacey.
2: Before we get started, we just want to say thank you. Whatever made you press play on today's episode, whether you've been rocking with us from the jump, or if this is your first listen, we appreciate you. So take a second, go hit follow, like, subscribe, rate and review us on Apple Podcast. Those reviews help us so much. And you can find us on social media, Twitter and Instagram at Attack. Hit us up, give us a suggestion, send us some love, send us some mm-hmm. hate, troll us, add it <laughs> us. <laughs> Can't wait to chat. Hi friends. Hey, what is it? How are we why, doing? Why are you trying to be civil? Why don't we just get to it? Oh. Well, I, we have to be a little civil because today's a special episode. I want blood. <laughs> oh. Jesus Christ. Oh. Before we draw blood, this is our one year anniversary.
3: Ooh, ooh, ooh.
1: Congrats, guys. Yeah, we yeah, did it. Yeah.
2: We've been doing this shit for a year. <laughs>
3: <laughs> We're somehow still friends. I don't know how somehow
2: looks like we made it after all
1: (laughs) We don't have the rights to that.
4: Of all the things Rashawn has used in post production, Disney, Universal Music (laughs) (laughs) Group, that's the line.
1: (laughs) That's it. That
4: That's what we can't use. I am going to jail.
2: (laughs) I guess a little behind the scenes history, this show was it around May, April of May of 2020? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. This show was originally called Recast? Yeah. Yes, it
1: was. Yeah.
4: Wow. Yeah.
1: I completely that. And we were just, that.
2: every episode, we were solely going to focus on a movie, and we were just going to recast it every episode.
1: That's hard.
2: It's really hard. And then I went on a few podcasts, Sites like Apple Podcasts, where you're following us on Spotify,
1: nice. or, or else somewhere.
2: I found three different shows called Recast,
1: <laughs> and that was the end of that.
2: <laughs> and then I came into the thread, I panicked, I was like, We can't do a podcast, we're done, nobody's gonna want to listen to us because <laughs> we're gonna be recast number four. <laughs> and then it was Lacey that came up with the name when Cinefiles Attack Fire, Pure Heat and here we are (laughs) Mm, 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 mm. it's been a crazy year but i think like you guys have said before this podcast kept us afloat kept us connected to each other during a very difficult strange year but there's nobody else i'd rather be doing it with. i think Mm. what we made is something amazing
4: i know you like to Pass the praise ball to someone else, but and I swear to Christ, if you edit this out, I'm gonna be so mad. You know, sometimes you said that, and
2: I <laughs> cut this shit out. I'm writing that it on my weird. hand.
4: Rashawn does the producing and the editing for every fucking episode, mm-hmm. and he makes all the spreadsheets. He is great at Excel. Uh, for any, so how much do you guys
2: love it? Uh, like, what else do you want to talk Keep about? Keep going, Josh. <laughs> Just barrel
1: through. Mm-hmm.
4: So. This podcast wouldn't, yeah, sure. Lacey came up with a name and it's the best name, but also this podcast wouldn't continue without Rashawn. And I'm writing that on my hand. And if you edit this out, because I don't wash my hands, so I'll know that if you (laughs) edit this out, I can
3: attest for that.
4: (laughs) I'll remember.
3: I'll see it a week later in this economy.
2: You don't watch. (laughs) All right, I'll leave it in. I'll leave it in. I love you Thank guys. Thank you. Rashawn,
3: we love you and we are so grateful that. I mean, this was Rashawn's little brainchild and he just honored us by bringing us along on this really, really enjoyable ride. And I am forever grateful.
4: You could edit out the part where I said I don't wash my hands. Nah. I will. I will.
3: <laughs> Noah. <laughs> no. That's,
4: that's funny.
2: Keep let it him
3: right. learn his lesson. Keep that in. I like
2: that. <laughs> And you guys repaid me by eliminating the witch. We are here today. <laughs> to there go. No, so with that being said, looking back, does anyone have a favorite episode that they really love? A favorite fight? I
4: was, I kind of, I re listen episodes from time to time because I'm a narcissist. And <laughs> one came across that I didn't expect to like as much as I did after I re-listened to it. And it's because of a specific moment but our soul food episode <laughs> our thanksgiving special if you will yes was hysterical already but it ended with probably the most chaotic game we've ever played and that was when Rashawn hosted family feud
3: <laughs> <laughs> you can't see my face right now but i am stressed Don't be girl i'm, I'm stressed. stressed uh stovetop stuffing try again uh d- cranberry sauce
2: Name a Thanksgiving item children make at school.
3: Uh, the potatoes.
4: Hey, I said cranberries first, Lacey, so you can wipe that fucking smirk off your face. (laughs) Salty ass. And then I said, and the family's falling apart. Stuffing, which was the second highest point. Hey, you guys, you guys got to fast money because you just called me salty ass. My ass is sweet like a tart, (laughs) not salty like an (laughs) olive.
2: Ain't nothing wrong with a salty ass. Um, we're right. in, in, anyway, moving on. <laughs> Name of Thanksgiving item children make at school. Carmella passed.
4: Ugh.
2: Lacey said potatoes. What? Zero. <laughs> what? And Josh gave us the number one answer with a paper made turkey. For... I was
1: going to say paper made turkey, but, but I you wasn't. didn't. So, sure. how many
2: points was it? 78 points. Woo! We're good, we're good. You we're said
4: good. potato? <laughs> like they what grow? kind of
3: Thanksgiving food? And I was like, they don't do that at school.
4: <laughs> like they grow a potato in the classroom? They That's a root, know. that'd be very hard to make. It's okay, I liked no. the answer,
2: it was, just, it was wild.
4: It's the most heinous <laughs> round of family feud across the board that I've ever seen. I
1: didn't understand the question. Okay. Same.
4: Top to bottom, it is an offense to the decades-old institution that is Family Feud, and I listen to it all the time.
1: It was our first Family Feud, and I don't know if we ever got any better answers after that. I don't
3: think so. (laughs) I think that really set the bar.
2: Retire Family Feud, because we shut it down. (laughs) Okay, so looking back over a year, there's a little segment I want to introduce... For this episode,
3: if you can't say something nice, don't say nothing at all.
2: Here's how it's going to work. All of my lovely hosts, including myself, are going to pick a co-host of their choosing and force them to say something nice about a previous movie that we have reviewed on the show. The person who looks the most nervous is Lacey, so I'm going to make her <laughs> <Kurgle> go first.
3: <laughs> oh, no. I went back and forth between two of you especially because two of you came really hard for two of my favorite movies. But oh. yeah, you should be nervous because you were one of them for Coraline. And I I, I want to hear you say something nice about it, but even more so, Rashawn. What? Said Now and Then. <laughs> I knew it. Was a bad movie. So, Rashawn, I want you to say something nice about Now and Then. Motherfucker.
2: I think Now and Then has a great title. <gasps> Imagine. <laughs> <laughs>
3: You can't say that though, because you complained the whole time that there was too much then and not enough now.
1: Exactly.
2: Whatever. I think that was Joshua better and not me, but yeah, it was. Um,
3: it was both of you.
2: I now and then, now and then, now and then, now and then. I think now and then has some of the best child performances of any movie in the nineties.
0: Aww.
3: He's
2: not wrong either.
3: That's sweet. He's not. I love that. Thanks, Rashaun.
2: And you guys know I can't lie, so.
4: Well, (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mella, you're not off the hook. It's my turn.
1: Oh, I knew it. What?
4: I think you know what's coming. Mella? Yes. Say something nice about Bill Murray.
1: Bill Murray. That,
4: that uh, uh, let me, about movie Bill Murray. I don't want to hear anything Uh. about how cool he is for crashing weddings. Say something (laughs) nice about Bill Murray, the actor. Not the person.
1: Like in Groundhog or Scrooge?
4: Yeah, you get your choice because you (laughs) (laughs) pulled down your britches and shitted on both of them. (laughs) So you get to pick.
1: Oh my goodness.
4: Say something nice about Bill Murray the actor.
1: Well, Bill Murray the actor... Is a staple for white men everywhere. And that does not count.
4: That does not count. does, not count. does not count.
1: Okay, okay. Let me give me a second. Just
2: struggle. Struggle city over here.
1: I know I was really harsh. I said that Bill Murray does a lot in both movies. I think he is just out of 10 in both of them. But with that being said. I think his physical comedy is really funny.
4: Rashawn, is she telling the truth? I think she's telling the
1: truth. Okay. Tell the truth. Okay. Aww. This is nice.
2: Okay. In the spirit of nice, Lacey.
3: (laughs) What? No. (laughs) Don't say it. I want to take you back. No.
2: I would like to take you back to the year 1998. <laughs> when a certain slasher icon No
3: mentioned. please or
2: excluding Jennifer Tilly because we all agreed in that aspect, I need to hear you say something nice about Ride of Chucky.
3: Why? Why? Ah <laughs> Um <laughs>
4: She's really distraught.
3: (laughs) I don't want to at all. I don't want to at all. It's
1: hard, right? It's It's really hard.
3: hard, And I want to be honest and authentic. And I really did not like (laughs) the (laughs) movie. (laughs) So. So. I think Bride of Chucky had very unique and creative kills and the kills fit the movie perfectly
1: i'll take it nice the way she used unique is the (laughs) same way Uh a southern person is like god bless her (laughs)
3: like that is the same
1: (laughs) i didn't
2: hear many positive adjectives but i'll take it
3: okay i'm sweating okay all
1: right mel i'm going for josh shit i almost got (laughs) no you weren't gonna get off bitch you weren't going to get off. Yeah. I want you to look deep inside the film White Chicks and tell me what you loved about it. I can do this. You can, because it's a great film.
4: <laughs> You're asking me to say something I loved about it, which is a lot different than saying something nice okay, about something
1: it. Okay, something you like, something nice.
4: I, I, I hinted at this regarding Terry Crews, but I think that whole movie, or at least with the leads, with Terry Crews and the Wayne's Brothers is a masterclass in committing to the bit. Okay. And I I think that's where- I
2: think we need something fresh. I think we need
1: something fresh. Okay, okay.
2: Searching.
4: Actually, okay, actually, this is for real. I really greatly appreciated that the Wayans brothers didn't speak in like a falsetto the whole time. They just toned up their voices in a normal voice and didn't speak in a falsetto, which I think- uh, less funny in a lesser movie would have done, and I greatly appreciated it.
3: All right, I like that. Okay.
4: Oh, we
1: did feel it. a little, little better.
3: That was really tough. We
1: have Everyone to... check, check your pits. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm like, I had to search my inner workings to find a compliment on that.
4: <laughs> I said a couple of nice things about it, but when I was told to say something new, that was a problem. <laughs> Great.
2: Look at that. Learning, thriving, growing. Wow, change. Over here at Cinephiles Attack. So uh, we've had a lot of great feedback and we love interacting with you guys on social media, on Instagram, uh, especially, and Twitter. And when we talk to people, both friends and new listeners alike, one of the episodes that they talk about a lot is our Best of the Decade showdown. Mm-hmm. And people really gravitate toward that towards that episode. It's one of our favorites. And so we thought for a year here at WCA, we want to do a little rematch. (laughs) So, So we're jumping back into the ring for a top 20 movies of the decade rematch. Here's how this is going to work. The 20 movies that we decided on last October are on their list. That is a list that we made for better, or for worse. We've heard your complaints. We've heard your suggestions. But that list is concrete. It's a time capsule of what we did in October 2020. And those movies are off limits. We cannot touch those. So our top 20 list this past October, the first time we did this, in alphabetical order, we had 1917, Avengers Endgame, Black Panther, Bridesmaids, Captain America, The Winter Soldier, The Conjuring, Crazy Rich Asians, Crazy Stupid Love, Ernest and Celestine, Frozen, Get Out, Gone Girl, Hereditary, Inside Out, Knives Out, La La Land, Moonlight, Parasite, The Shape of Water, and Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Those were our initial top 20 films of the decade. So every single movie I just listed is out of the competition. And this time around same format we're going to start off nice everyone will have their untouchable their one untouchable movie four movies no fuss no fights then we will have five rounds of elimination where four movies will enter each round and we will eliminate one that will leave us with 19. the final final round we will take every single one of those eliminated movies and we will pick a final movie to join the list and that will make our Top 20 movies of the decade again. Part two. (laughs) Makes sense? Kind of. I don't know. Follow us. It'll all fall together. Okay? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Starting off before we get to the fighting, I want to just hear a highlight of the past 10 years from 2010 to 2019. Whether it's a performance you cannot shake, even if you said it before, If it's a scene, ending, beginning, a script. Talk to me. What's up?
3: I think that James McAvoy is one of the most talented and I don't want to say underappreciated, but I feel like he's underestimated in the industry. Mm -hmm. His performance in Split is a masterclass in character work.
4: Don't worry.
0: I'll talk to him. He listens to me. He's not well. He knows what you're here for. He's not allowed to touch you. He knows that.
3: Genuinely, one mm-hmm. of the most impressive things I have ever seen on film. And it's just a testament to his, his work ethic, his talent, and who, who he is and who he can be on screen. I love it. So
1: my highlight is actually a scene from the 2018 movie, Sorry to Bother You. Mm. And it's usually the scene that, even if you haven't seen the movie, I'm sure you've seen, it's uh, the telemarketing scene where Danny Glover is teaching Laquette Stanfield about the quote-unquote white voice they have to use in this job to get a higher position or even just to keep the job job afloat we hear a lot about code switching and using your quote-unquote white voice but what this movie does with this is that they actually use a completely different actor's voice and it's nothing i had ever seen before in film but i've heard a lot about and i've obviously done it in my real life obviously it's a comedy and it's used as a comedic effect but you're just like holy shit, this is they're like really doing this and they're really making a statement and it just is kind of like the backbone to the whole script in just one scene.
4: Isn't it Patton? Patton Oswalt, isn't he? Or is he one of them? He's one
1: um, of, them, yeah. he's one of on them. I don't think he's that there's a couple of white voices. Yeah. yeah.
4: Yeah. I got another uh, performance. This is from the 2018 film, Eighth Grade. I've talked about her before. Elsie <gasps> Fisher playing Kayla in Eighth Grade, I think is one of the biggest Oscar snubs in recent memory, if not in all time. I don't know if she would have won, but she should have been nominated.
0: Um, it's you from eighth grade. Congrats on finishing high school. I'm so proud of you. And
3: it's crazy to think that like you're almost 18. Um, and I bet you probably look a lot different than me, which is cool. Or if you don't and you look, you know, mostly the same, that's cool too. How'd you do in the SATs? I mean, hopefully good, but if not, you know, school sucks, especially math. Um, uh, what else? Um, do you have a boyfriend? It's cool if you don't, but if you do, he should be treating you well because you deserve it.
4: The vulnerability that that Elsie Fisher is able to put forward, and realism seems like a, a shitty word to use, but it's so believable. Some credit goes to Bo Burnham as well for writing and directing it. But Elsie Fisher is just perfect in eighth grade. I can't imagine anyone else doing exactly what she does. She she hits the tone of the movie right on the forehead.
1: I love it. That was almost on my list. It was a a contender. The scene at the end with the Nuggets and her new friend, I cried. Yeah. It's so sweet. sweet. So cute.
2: So mine, uh, I talk a lot about horror on the podcast obviously and in life. Um this movie some people call it a horror movie, some people call it a psychological thriller. Whatever your mileage may vary, but the final 25 minutes or so of this movie is just such a a marriage and a, a masterclass in directing and acting and cinematography. And so my highlight of the last decade is the final dance sequence in black Swan. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that everything that happens once Nina gets to the theater for her final performance from the moment in the dressing room with Lily to whether it's reality, whether it's in her mind, it all kind of bleeds together in this really unique moment that I, I don't think a lot of films would have had the balls to go for, honestly. Um, I love Aronofsky. I love Natalie Portman. It's just such a weird... Like, she's literally turning into a bird on stage. <laughs> and it, it shouldn't all work. It, it's really over the top and slightly campy, but also terrifying. Um, so I really love... Anytime I watch Black Swan, I'm just so excited to get to the end. And, and I think that sequence is, is really a good testament to what the movie can do. Great. Let's continue That's with the
3: Niceties.
2: But that. we have one more round of, <laughs> I- of nice right we do so here's the thing last time this was my doing but everyone had their own genre to stick to and even after that each round had a category which i will own up to my part in this led to the lion king being <laughs> brought to the podcast <laughs> boom
3: I hate it so much. I'm so upset about it.
2: (laughs) Which I give Lacey a lot of shit for that, but (laughs) I had my part in that entire thing because I put everyone in a box and then in a box and then she had to choose the remake of The Lion King.
3: Against my will.
2: Against her will. This time around, everyone is free from bondage. (laughs) They're free there are no genres holding us in there are no categories for each round it is just a free-for-all rumble to the end we're gonna start nice like josh said everyone gets their untouchable these are four movies that we're all gonna put in no argument no fights i'll start up until the, the moment right now i still don't know okay my untouchable first movie on the list is a 2011 movie called A Separation. This is an Iranian film. It's directed by Asghar Farhadi. It is about a separation, <laughs> many separations that happen throughout the film. A lot of people were huge fans of Marriage Story, which came out about two years ago, 2019. Um, this is a foreign film that completely different film that deals with the same subject matter. I don't want to compare apples and oranges, but this movie's better. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it does deal with a custody battle of sorts, but it also is dealing with very human people. It's dense. It's it's a slow burn movie, but it's also really tense at times and really heartbreaking. There are twists and turns that you you're not really expecting the movie to take. I put this on My Untouchables because I just wasn't sure if people had seen it. And if they had seen it, if they would take it out. So I wanted A Separation to be on here. It, it Obviously, I was stuck in the horror genre last time. This time, I'm able to be free and fly it's like me. a bird. So uh, my first movie, My Untouchable, is 2011's A Separation.
1: Wonderful.
4: Mine is also one that I don't know if it could have survived the gauntlet of, of going up against other movies, maybe it could, maybe it couldn't. But I love this movie so much I couldn't not have it in, and that is 2017's *Wind River*, written and directed by Taylor Sheridan. Big Taylor Sheridan fan. Uh, *Wind River* is a crime thriller drama. An indigenous woman who is a member of the local reservation goes missing, and it's it's all about an FBI agent and a local tracker finding this woman and, and solving the mystery of her disappearance and subsequent murder. Taylor Sheridan has said that he wrote the film to raise awareness for the, the issue of high numbers of indigenous women who are raped and murdered and how unchecked that goes and the performances are incredible. It stars Elizabeth Olsen and Jeremy Renner. Sorry, Rashaan. Um, I think <laughs> <laughs> the tension is incredible throughout if you like anything like that, if you like suspense, if you like crime, if you like dramas that are maybe a little slower paced in some parts, but then very fast paced in others, give Wind River a shot. Yeah, I I think Lacey mentioned it
3: as mm-hmm.
2: a honorable mention and I went and watched it and I was a really big fan of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I it's very
3: it. good.
1: A surprise, surprise, My Untouchable is a cartoon. Like, yes. What? <laughs> I know. 2017's
0: Though I have to travel far, remember me. Each time you hear a sad guitar,
1: know that I'm with you the only way that I can be. Throughout it all, it's such a love letter to the Mexican culture, and we don't often get that in film. Oftentimes, we see the Mexican culture in film, and it's always Druggies or maids, or like hella stereotypes. And even though this is truly about the Mexican culture, I feel like it's a celebration of not only life, but death as well. And it's teaching other kids and families and cultures about this ceremony that Mexicans do. The movie itself is stunning. It's visually stunning, it's neon. Everything about it is just gorgeous. And I feel like it's like most cartoons for the family for the whole family, but I feel like sometimes with cartoons, which I've talked about before is that it's really heavy on like the kid aspect of it. And I feel like with this film, it's for the entire family. I mean, I watched it with Rashawn and our other friends and 30 something year olds in the theater, just fucking sobbing in a room full of kids. Mm -hmm. So this is definitely my untouchable because I, I don't, I think it could have held up in the ring, but I didn't want to see it go. Lacey, it's turn,
3: I can't, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do! Because here's the thing. I guess I should just go with it. Because, Talk it out. Because there are other movies that I feel like should be on a decade list but for me this movie is one of my favorite movies of the decade and that's why I feel I yeah. like I'm going to put mm-hmm. it on the list. My Untouchable is a film called Jeff Who Lives at Home, starring Jason Segel, Ed Helms, Susan Sarandon, Judy Greer. It's a movie about Jeff, who is played by Jason Segel, who is this 30-something-year-old stoner who lives in his mom's basement. Everyone is, you know, chagrined at who he is and his lack of potential. But he really believes in fate and destiny. And he gets a phone call for a wrong number, asking for a Kevin if Kevin is there and he's really thrown by it and he is always looking for signs in his daily life for what he's supposed to do what his purpose is what his meaning is and from that wrong number phone call he winds up going on this little adventure through his town following the signs finding a very important purpose while connecting his family together it's just a really nice look at you may not be doing what everybody else is doing in the world but that doesn't mean you're not important It doesn't mean you don't matter and that your story doesn't matter it really touches me so it's going mm-hmm. on the list okay I,
2: I think the duplass brothers deserve to be on They, i mean they're
3: that, are that so yeah. they are so talented they are so talented
2: i really like that movie
3: oh you do Mm -hmm. I always like every time I bring it up no one knows what I'm talking about so I just assume but yeah it's really it's lovely it's a lovely movie
4: it's getting a little too warm and cozy in here for me Josh Josh Josh. (laughs) what's
3: wrong with you he wants to fight
4: Mel hit him with a pop one time
3: let's go (laughs) y'all (laughs)
1: <laughs> Let's get this army puppy in. I'm nervous, but I'm ready. All right. Our
2: first four movies on the list are A Separation, Wind River, Coco, and Jeff Who Lives at Home. I have to say, not the four movies that I thought would be the first no. the <laughs> at all. I
1: think, Lacey, you were saying like, oh, you were in between like, does this movie deserve to be on the decade list because like in the grand scheme of film, or do I like it and I think it should be on my own personal list? Yeah. I went with the second one. Like, fuck it, okay? We can go and Google. (laughs) This is our show, bitch. This is is (laughs) our show. This is my list, okay? So let's just get that that out at the top because I know after this episode, people are going to be like, what you mean? Why did you choose that? (laughs) (laughs) I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. Okay, this Aww, is.
2: You're assuming that all your choices are gonna make it. Oh. They
1: are. They did last time. Oh shit! Thank you. Oh. Thank
2: you. Because fucking traitor. <laughs> um. Here we go. Yeah, let me address, let me address that before we start fighting at each other. Let me just defend me and my host. When <laughs> files attack, I know that that is maybe a bold title. Because when you think of cinephiles, you think of people that have this extensive catalog of films, and maybe we do, maybe we don't. But a cinephile is somebody that loves movies, and the four of us love movies. So if you don't think that we're cinephiles, ask your mama. Because I don't care.
1: Here we he go. <laughs> <Yeah>! <laughs> don't question us, bitch. You here listening now?
4: Year two is gonna be us attacking the listener. Let's go. <laughs> Okay,
2: having said that, (laughs) it's time to get into it. Didn't really have an order last time and things got a little hectic. We also had some repeats. So to avoid the hassle and to avoid any repeats, we have randomly selected the order of each round. We have backups ready just in case anyone's movies are set. I feel like that might not happen this time around. Round one.
0: You better
1: bring it. Oh, it's already been brought. Mela, fire.
2: Mella,
4: you're up first.
1: Ah! Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to hit y'all with a spooky dookie. Ooh.
4: Scary shit, if you will.
1: Yeah, scary shit. Because this movie scared the fuck out of me. And it continues to do so. I have chosen 2014 The Babadook. Ooh. Okay.
3: Ooh. Well, I feel like I have to use this one first because Rashawn, you used it as a highlight for great movies of the past decade. So my submission for a round one is 2010's Black Swan. Oh, shit. Okay.
4: In the 2016 drama Arrival.
3: Oh, oh no. Shit. My heart just dropped okay (laughs) everyone's just smoking a cigarette (laughs) (laughs) okay
2: then heading up the rear per usual I had to lead with this movie because again as making myself the horror guy last time I wasn't able to include it at all and I think this is without a doubt one of the best movies if not the best movie of the last decade my choice
4: is 2010's The Social Network
1: you guys. Oh.
4: You hear, here first, folks. Josh is already gonna have to go to one of his alternates. <laughs> I knew you had the social network. I knew it.
1: It definitely deserves to be on this list because every time I would think about it, I'm like, I'm not gonna write it down. Somebody's gotta have it. Mm-hmm. Okay. The fuck? We're supposed to choose one.
4: We all know the movies. We all know we've all I'm assuming we've all seen these movies. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. These are pretty popular movies, so. Right. All I'm saying is Amy Adams in Arrival to this day still goes down as one of the biggest Oscar snubs, not just in Josh's POV, but in the general public's and the film critics. And I think that's reflected in the movie. It's incredible. It's written beautifully. All the supporting cast, for Whitaker's accent notwithstanding, are fantastic. <laughs> But who cares about the supporting cast because this is a tour de force from Amy Adams, one of her best performances on film or television. The CGI is perfect. They don't try to do too much with the aliens. It's just, what more could you want? Are we attacking already? Uh, Yeah, why not? Okay. I don't think you can't
2: say who cares about the supporting cast because we're talking about the movie as a whole. And Amy Adams makes the movie as a whole. I think if we're talking about snubs, though, Essie Davis is... Criminal that she got no love. Amy got snubbed from the Oscars. Essie Davis and the Babadook got nothing.
4: That's a horror movie. What do you expect? But don't don't throw I'm, it to the corner like. I'm that. not. I'm 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 agreeing with you that horror movies will never get their due or have never gotten their due, and they ain't gonna get it in this round because
1: what the fuck?
4: Why not?
2: It's Hold scary. On. It's scary. are you serious?
1: It's, it's fucking spine sc- chilling.
4: Okay. Is this I is, think uh, I think the
2: uh, just as much as Arrival is about a story about a mother and their child. So you can't just say, Oh, is it scary or is it not scary? Know.
4: I was Mella question. Yes. Is the title of the episode the top twentieth to top twenty scariest movies of You can't do the, that. The you can't second. do that. No. That's all i am I'm I'm looking for a defense from Mella other than it was scary. I'm defending it.
1: But that's the thing is when you look at horror movies. I'm going to use a little Josh tactic. If I was on the street and I asked 10 people about a horror movie, I would say, what do you look for in a horror movie? Nine out of 10, 9.5 people out of 10 would say it has to be fucking scary. Okay. They have to be scared. This is that, that movie, not only though, because you said, let me not talk about the scariness. This movie, the script is fucking great. It's something so simple as a child's book comes alive, and it turns into terror. It turns into grief. It turns into depression, and that shit never leaves you. Just like all of the things that I left, that I just said, it it stays. There's something. There's like an impending doom the whole film, because even on the second watch, you know that this entity that the Babadook is. Ain't going on nowhere. It's it's in the shed in the back. That's fucking terrifying, bro. It's scary, yeah. But it for me, it needs to be more than
4: just scary. I have rewatched Arrival, Black Swan, and Social Network. I've seen The Babadook once, and that's fine. It was scary. That's your pedal, brother. I don't
2: care. It is fine because The Babadook is more than a scary movie, and you okay. cannot bring Arrival. To the list and then ignore what the Babadook does with the same subject matter. It's the same thing with the separation and marriage story. They're talking about the same thing. They're approaching it from different angles.
4: I've never, I'm not disagreeing with you. Because
2: you're, you're, no, you're measuring this movie based on how scary it is and whether you rewatched
4: it. I'm calling out Mela for measuring it on how scary it is. I also want to say Lacey is doing what Mela did the first time we played this game and not saying anything. And that sounds great. That's how Mela got all of her... Sure did. But that's the thing, though, is, of course, Black Swan's great. I don't think it's going to get eliminated. But by me going on the attack, that's making you two defensive, so you're going to vote for me. Lacey avoids that by pulling a Mela and not saying anything. I think she avoids
2: that by bringing a great, great choice. Thank you. Who would you vote for, Lacey? Who are you going to vote
3: for? I actually am listening to both sides of the argument because... I love The Duck. I think it's a wonderful horror movie. And I love, love Arrival. Arrival is one of my top 10 favorite movies just for me of all time. So I, I feel stuck. Because like out of all of these choices, I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. The Social net- Network is my least favorite out of these four <sighs>
1: movies. We go. Oh, shit. Was not expecting that.
2: Okay. Bias aside the social network is the best made movie out of these four hands down it is immaculate
4: concerns before it's raining i'm sorry it just started raining mr zuckerberg do i have your
0: full attention no do you think i
4: deserve it what do you think i deserve your full attention
2: i had to swear an oath before we began this deposition and i don't want to perjure myself so i have a legal obligation
4: to say no okay no You don't think I deserve your attention. I think if your clients want to sit on my shoulders and call themselves tall, they have a right to give it a try. But there's no requirement that I enjoy sitting here listening to people lie. You have part of my attention. You have the minimum amount. The rest of my attention is back at the offices of Facebook, where my
2: colleagues and I are doing things that no one in this room, including and especially your clients, are intellectually or creatively capable of doing. Did I
4: adequately answer your condescending question?
2: I like uh, a few of the other movies. A little bit more, but the social network is a perfect movie, start to finish, open to close.
3: But we said we weren't gonna do that. We said we were gonna pick movies that were that were real for us and that would that we would defend. And if I'm being honest, I wouldn't but ride or die for social network.
2: Yes, we can bring preconceptions into the round, but Mm -hmm. I also think that arguments have to matter because last time arguments did not matter and i got trampled every-
4: <laughs> okay i'll, I'll counterpoint it. then every I'm argument saying. i've made you've told me was just objectively wrong which is not how arguments matter that's exactly how arguments work <laughs> i'm not saying that's not how they work i'm telling you you're you're going out of your way to make my argument not matter which argument
1: about that my Bible No, no
4: no 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 what i'm saying is
2: you're going at Mela for something that she never said because you asked her to explain why was it more than just a scary movie and she did, and then you reverted back to well, how scary is it?
4: No, I didn't. Yes, you did.
3: I don't think he did. <laughs> what the fuck? I oh
2: literally yes, never did. did. No,
4: I, didn't. I acknowledge that it's incredibly you scary. You
2: said you said the question's gotta be, how scary is it? No, That's I exactly didn't. That's exactly
4: what you said. No.
2: Okay. <laughs> Okay. When, when I listen
4: back to it. If I did say that, editing Sean make a whoopee cushion, cushion farting sound right here. <laughs> and if I didn't, make a game show hooray sound right here. Done. <laughs> Wait. Okay, if we're really talking about movies that I would defend, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would acknowledge how good of a scary movie Babadook was. Could I defend Black Swan? See, you just did it. Why can't it? Just,
2: why can't it just be a movie on its I'm, merit?
4: Can I talk? You're acting like me. No, right now. You you're cannot, acting like me just, right now. How does it feel? <laughs> how does it feel? Annoying. Good. <laughs> I'm telling you my honest opinions here. I'm, I'm saying care, I'm if care. you if you ask me to defend movies, and this is me saying I couldn't defend Babadook as a movie uh, on its merits as a whole, but I could acknowledge that it's very scary, and I don't know if I could defend Black Swan that well. What?
3: Yeah. How?
4: It insists upon itself.
3: Don't pull oh, that shit. My God. Use your words. Use your big boy words and defend it.
4: It's an artsy movie, which at times can get very pandering and very repetitive and a little heavy and a little obnoxious.
3: I disagree completely. Great. I don't think it's repetitive for the sake of repetitiveness. I think it in this circumstances that it is repetitive it's for a purpose and it's building up like rashaan said to that last 20 to 25 minutes of the film
4: i you will not hear no debates about that the last 20 minutes of black swan are a masterpiece it, it, it it's a little slow in the middle for me
3: the middle is where all of her psychological slips start that's where like, it, that's where the thriller part of it starts
4: Then at the beginning
3: You don't even know what you're talking about. You're just jumping around trying to get me to talk. (laughs) No,
4: I'm not. There is a section of it on the moments, especially at the beginning of, and even a little before her psychological slips, it does, to me, it feels like it tried to drive home so much early to mid that she was this normal girl until this all-encompassing desire to be the black swan consumed her that it was a little bit like, I get it. She I is not
3: a normal girl though. We see that from the beginning that she is
4: posing.
3: Hi, she is well, posing yeah, for was... her life.
1: You made her my ultimate.
2: Well, there's always an alternate. Lily's the best choice.
1: No, but she wants my role.
2: <laughs> Every dancer in the world wants your role.
0: No, this is different. She's after me. She's trying to replace me. Nobody's after you. No, please believe me. <laughs> I know it's been a struggle, yeah. but you just had a breakthrough this morning. Tomorrow's yours. Just give a great performance and you won't have to worry about Lily or anybody.
4: Normal is the wrong word. You know what? I'm just going to drop it because I feel like I know how this round's going to go because all of you are mad at me anyway because I'm the only one attacking. So I was attacking. I attacked. I said annoying. I don't like
3: the social network.
4: Yeah, because you acted like me, Rashawn.
1: We're just all taking bits of each other that strategies. I'm
2: I think that Arrival is less effective in its lane than the the other three movies. Which is not to say that it's a bad movie. I really like that movie.
4: What is its lane?
2: As as a sci fi movie, which is I know that's not singularly what it is. I know. It's so more suddenly a it's a
4: mother daughter drama, but when it needs to not be, it's a sci fi movie. Got it.
2: You said that you measure the Duck, You have to measure the duck and how scary it is. So I'm saying, I did don't he know. Not say
4: that. Did no, he not say that. I, I question Mela about her measuring it exclusively with scariness.
1: But I, but what I, am, I said, what I'm I said am is, is, I'm not exclusively measuring it about the scariness. I think that's a reason why I like it so much is because of how scary it is and how it continues every watch to be just as scary. But and there's a, more to it than just that.
4: And then I countered with I think it's a scary movie and I I appreciate the scary aspects of it. Can I finish? You are not letting me finish this part, which is why you think I'm missing I didn't cut
2: you off. I'm just I can physically
4: no, react. No, because I can see you. I think it's a scary movie, but you lose me when I have to appreciate it for any aspects outside of the scariness. I don't I'm not crazy about it as a as a as anything outside of its fear factor.
1: Yes, Rashawn.
2: (laughs) (laughs) May I use that argument for Arrival, which is what I was going to do before Josh threw up his hands. Go ahead. As you, can I measure Arrival outside of it being a sci-fi movie? Mm -hmm. I don't think that's as strong as what the other three are doing. The Babadook? Uh,
1: Yes. Yes. Because I feel like you can take away the scares and it would still be a cohesive story. This isn't just a a movie that's just spooks. It's not just that. It's like the reason why The Conjuring got on the list last time is I think because, yes, it's very scary. But also it's a really great story that is about the fucked up things that happen when you have a demon inside of you. Inside of you.
2: Well, The Conjuring got on the list because of
4: box office, but
2: it's it. still
1: a great film. <laughs> that, I almost you know brought what? it this time and I forgot.
4: I will say <laughs> that is a good point that you can take away the scares in it and there is still a cohesive story behind it that says something, and I will give it points for that. That's a good point, Mella.
3: Thank you.
4: Are we just going to vote? Should we, we just get this just over?
1: Vote.
3: I don't want a rival to not be on the list though.
4: I'm gonna say Boba Duck
2: is a gay icon now. Absolutely. Black Swan has been parodied to death, and the social network is about one of the most influential, I don't wanna say important. You know. Influential social media apps of our time.
4: No. That's all I'm gonna say. Those first two points work. After the movies were made, people picked up on that and ran with it. Facebook was already the biggest website in the world when Fincher made this movie. And and, and, and the idea of a movie about
2: the creation of Facebook could have been so boring yes. and so one note, but it wasn't.
4: The last point you just made was about social impact of the film going forward, and the social network didn't add on to the mystique of Facebook. It was just it, it was a great I was gonna put it on my list, Sean, but you cannot say you cannot. Compare. I'm just
2: honestly, I was just protecting the other two because I think you're gonna go for either Black Swan or The Babadook. Of course, I, I am. Think that, I think that those two have a bigger impact retroactively than Arrival has. Not attacking the quality of the movie because you're I gonna eat think those I fucking
4: words them. in a different round. I can
2: guarantee it. <laughs> Whatever. When do I ever win these episodes? Who cares? I'm going down fighting and I don't give a shit. Arrival will be back. Don't forget about the... Consoli- the the,
4: the
1: what Ooh, Arrival might not even lose. We'll see. Let's vote.
4: Same uh, order. Same order?
1: Uh, I'm sorry, Josh.
3: Arrival's out for me. I am voting with my heart like you all told me to do. And I'm going to vote out the social network.
4: Bob Dukes, maybe. Rashawn? It is literally a tie game, so you have the deciding vote. Mr. I-never-win. <laughs> I don't. I don't know why you're acting like <laughs> I'm making that up.
2: I don't. I I gotta vote for a rival. I'm sorry.
4: You have no idea the hell I'm going to rain down on you on the consolation round. You have no fucking idea.
2: I'm used to it, baby. What's up? <laughs> going on to the list. The Babadook. Black Swan and The Social Network. Round two.
0: You better bring it. Oh, it's already been brought. This is fire.
4: So I questioned bringing this movie on because with each passing year since its release, it seems like one of the stars finds himself in hot water. But then I realized the reason this movie is what it is and is so great is because of the filmmaker. The performances are great in what they are, but this is pure filmmaking at its core, and that is 2017's Baby Driver.
3: I recently saw this movie for the first time, and I absolutely head over heels, fell in love with it. My next submission is the 2014 live-action animated film, Paddington.
2: Oh, Fuck. My next pick is from this filmmaker who I just adore. Has changed my life, honestly. And I think they followed up a masterpiece with another near perfect film. So my choice is 2018's If Beale Street Could Talk.
1: Mm. Y'all know I love a good teen comedy. So my choice goes to 2019's Booksmart. I know I had to do it because I thought it might have been on your list already.
3: It was on my possible. It was on my like, this should be on your list. Right.
4: I'm not starting this time.
3: I'll start. (laughs) I am so late to the Paddington Bear game. And I know that. However, I am. How many years late came out in 2014? We are seven years later. This movie hit me. In a way that a movie has not hit me in a very, very long time. Paddington is one of the most heartwarming, funny, sweet masterpieces as far as animation and live action movies go together. It is truly a masterpiece.
4: You're supposed to be
1: mean.
3: I can't, I, it's Paddington. <laughs> Watch it and you'll understand. <laughs> and
1: it's Lacey. She can't be mean. What's up, Mela? You looked like you're about to speak.
3: I... I'm
1: so sorry, Lacey. I've never seen it.
3: <gasps> I mean, I can't do that. I can't gasp like that. I-, I hadn't seen it until like a week ago. I think the gasp is,
1: it happens a lot because it just seems ready made for me. It it's a is, little Mella. bear. It is. He eats little jelly sandwiches. Like it just seems right up my <laughs> fucking alley.
4: Sand. I mean, you're technically not wrong.
1: It's like jam or marmalade or something, right? Marmalade. Yeah. yeah. And he's like in a little coat. Like fuck. Like how have I not seen this? I just you gotta. You know, I'm gonna go and do that.
3: Okay, and then get back to us. <laughs> and and then I'll get vote. back to you. Cool, 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 cool. So she votes for Paddington to stay. Josh, I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't know. I loved Baby Driver when it came out. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. I I can't watch it.
4: That's why I tiptoed around bringing it, specifically because of Kevin Spacey. And I haven't watched it in a long time, but I watched it so much when it came out that it's burned into my brain. Oh, the movie
2: fucks, man.
4: It's so good. Ugh. The the soundtrack matching up with every turn of the steering wheel and closing of the car door the little nuances of a camera panning with a black heart in the background boom baby sees his love interest for the first time pans back that black heart is suddenly red i already love edgar Wright. like everything he's done he's might be my number one guy the baby driver has just got his fingerprint on it
0: you know why they call him baby right still waiting on his first words. So, you're a mute,
3: baby? Is that what it is? Oh,
0: God. Are you a mute? No. <laughs> so, um,
2: what are you listening to? Uh, music. That's right. You tell him, baby. <laughs> <laughs> shh, shh, shh. It's
3: okay. For God's sakes, Griff. Leave the kid alone. You can't just be in crime, right? Not without being a little criminal. I just want to find out what's going on between those ears. Aside, of course, from uh, Egyptian reggae. What's it matter to you?
4: Top to bottom. And if you thinks thinks can get over, if you can stomach you there seeing that person on school. screen, man, it's so good.
1: Yeah. And we I got mean,
4: Lily, James, John Hamm, Jamie Fox, and Ansel Elgort coming in hot too.
1: Right. I I feel like, fuck. This might be a little controversial, but I guess it is a question or the art versus right. The art I mean, that's... you know what I mean. Like Seven is a fucking phenomenal film, right. but it also has Kevin Kevin Spacey right there, and it's like I'm not gonna say Seven is a shit film all of a sudden. I was kind of got to watch it. A... I
3: wanna I wanna make that very clear. I was not right. saying that. I'm saying I I haven't watched it in a very long time. Because
4: I, of it. Yeah, and art versus the artist is a forever debate that I don't think there's a clear answer to. Yeah. Um, <laughs> book smart. Uh,
1: it's so great.
4: I'm not the target audience for it.
1: I mean, technically, none of us here are. Like, it's, at all. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like, okay. I,
4: it's one of those where I'm aware of, of the feat it was, and I, I respect and admire all of the people involved in front of and behind the camera. Mm-hmm. Not for me. <laughs> As in not good or no? It's like good. It was, it's it's one of those where like, yeah, that was a, that's a good movie. It's not for me.
1: I f- was ready for someone to say that, and maybe I was ready for you to say that. Of and course, I you think, were. yeah, because this movie, just like even like researching it and watching it, you can compare it a lot to Super Bad. Mm-hmm. It's very similarly the same plot and i love super bad i think it's like definitely on a a favorite list of mine because it's fucking funny it's relatable in some aspect but i can also step back and be like well i didn't have that experience like i'm not a teen boy that talked about balls all the fucking time but i think book smart does it so much better and i think what happens sometimes is when women get behind the camera and women are the lead of the fucking movies, they just hey, do Molly, it so much Amy, better and you can I, I want
3: to make the transition of next year's student government as seamless as possible so that when i'm up in new haven Yale,
4: you can just say yale please
3: well our class's official policy is to not discuss where anyone is attending next year we don't want them to feel insecure very thoughtful anyway i need to go over the end of the year budget numbers we have <sighs> Really? I
2: mean, now? What, I mean, why don't you do it with Nick? You know, please. I mean, he's, he, you know, he's the vice president.
3: Nick. <laughs> oh! We both know that Nick only ran for VP because they planned the dances. That position is—it's basically a popularity contest. He's useless.
2: Ladies, it's the last
4: day. You know, we did it, huh? We got you through high school. Can't we just graduate? head off to college, you know, celebrate this wonderful achievement. And let's focus on getting through the
1: rest of the day without
3: anything. I'm sorry, horrible are you shutting the door me, on us? Okay? Because that's not subtle. We will persist.
1: I think even like Caitlin Devers, her character is lesbian. And I think that is the way that they go about it is not like, I think Love, Simon is a great film, but that's truly a film about coming out. And this film it's just a part of like her. How do I say this? Like, it's just a part of it. It's not like super showcasey about it. And I think that teens watching Book can relate to that. And I think that's so huge of a movie to do. As well as the script is fucking airtight. That shit is funny. And and when you have a teen movie, I feel like oftentimes they're not. You're watching this and you're like, fuck, half of this cast sucks ass. Yeah. This whole cast, mwah, chef's kiss. Everybody is funny. Down to the kids in the classroom, rolling. Barcelona kid, hilarious. <laughs> Barcelona. It's I want to be
4: mad at Rashawn, but he picked Beale Street. So I what know, am I supposed is. to say?
1: Which
3: <laughs> is one of the most beautiful movies. Like,
4: fuck off. <laughs> okay. Hey, I didn't like it because... No, I'm not going to say
2: it. <laughs> I, I honestly wasn't sure I didn't know if you had seen it, Josh. I and I thought it was probably gonna lose but I still had to mention it just because it's it's the only adaptation of a James Baldwin work that we have thus far. Um, there is I am not your Negro, but that's a documentary mm-hmm. um, Yeah, I think Barry Jenkins is three for three and coming out the gate I, I think he's incredible. Stephen James, Kiki Lane, Regina King, <laughs> Regina Ben King. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, what this is this movie?
4: What are we going to say?
2: Yeah, I don't know how he has. He's captured aching, longing, love twice in two movies. But I don't know. I was I'm very surprised
4: because I thought I was
2: immediately out. I would come absolutely up
4: with not. if Smart wasn't in this round, I would have came up with a reason to attack you here's the thing i wish
2: that you had chose paddington 2 because i love paddington 2 it's Nikki so, i think it's <laughs> nikki's in the first one yeah, okay and she's having a blast mm-hmm. but paddington 2 is so oh i don't know how to explain how you make Paddington better but Paddington 2 made Paddington better. I'm sure it
3: is but like I said I'm late to the game and I know that.
2: That's okay that's okay I don't I'm not saying like I'm gonna vote you out I just Paddington 2 was for sure there I'd be like oh I'm not even looking in Lacey's direction. (laughs) And now I don't know because Baby Driver is awesome and Booksmart is awesome and
4: Paddington is awesome. So, I don't know.
1: <laughs> let's just
4: vote. This round, I don't think is going to get as heat. as last round. So, let's just vote, baby. All
1: right. Let's
3: vote. <sighs> same order. First. Yep. Same order. Same
4: order. Sorry, Mel. Book smart.
3: Whatever. Sorry, Josh. Baby driver. Um,
2: oh, no. Heart. Heart.
4: Right? Heart. Vote with
2: your heart. Paddington. Oh! <gasps>
4: Mel again. We have another one vote across the board. Mel, you got the deciding.
1: I made this mistake last time. I have to vote back Paddington only because I've never seen it. I voted for Winter Soldier and I've never fucking seen it last time. And I got my ass shoot out. <laughs> so I, while I think it's probably great, it's just on shocker technicality of
4: the century Paddington. His photo oh, out. So <laughs> <laughs> this consolation round is going to get crazy. violent.
1: So violent. Lazy is gagged, everybody.
3: He still has to do though.
1: Here's the
2: thing. Don't even. You know, no, recent... shut the
3: fuck up, Rashawn. Shut the <laughs> fuck up. You have a recent up. relationship no, no, with it, shut so up. it doesn't shut hurt. Shut up. It's over. It's over. You already did it. Next round. <laughs>
2: Round three. <laughs> Why are you not mad at Mel?
3: Why are you not mad at because Mel? Because I've never hasn't seen, seen it. it. She doesn't know. Be- that's
2: even that's Shut an even bigger reason up, to be mad Rashawn. at
3: her. Shut up.
2: Oh, here we go. Okay. Three. I out. couldn't vote out Baby Driver. I'm sorry. I could not vote out Baby Driver. Lacey. Going on the list. Uh Baby Driver book smart if Beale Street could talk. You
1: better
3: bring it. Oh, it's already been barack is fire. Uh
4: Lacey, you're f- You're first in this round. I need to
3: go do a lap. (laughs) And I don't want to go into this round this upset because I'm really excited about my movie. (laughs) Round three, my submission is 2010's How to Train Your Dragon. Fuck. Is that on your list?
4: Yeah, but I prepped it as a backup because I had a feeling Lacey would bring it too. (laughs) Sign up, she's pissed.
1: Okay, my turn. Mine for this round is 2015, Room. Wait, that's it. That's that's my
4: not the room. <laughs>
1: okay. Brie Larson. Uh, okay,
4: Brie Larson, not
2: Tommy Wiseau. No, no, no. <laughs> I don't know if this is gonna be. This might be an unexpected choice for me, but uh I have a love-hate relationship with this director. And he made this movie, which is a genre that I do not mess with that much. But I really, I walked out of this movie thinking that that was like damn near perfect. So my choice is 2017's Dunkirk.
4: Wow, mm, that
1: okay. is crazy. Yeah, you know, fuck it.
4: Um, last episode, last decade, you know, I stumped hard for Knives Out across the board. I love me a good mystery. <laughs> So we fit to bring another one, and that is 2018's Bad Times at the El Royale. Talk about it, Josh.
2: Well played.
1: <laughs> well played.
2: You texted me this morning, huh?
4: I did, yeah. Because uh, I watched Bad Times at the El Royale for the first time this morning, and I fucking love it. It is a mystery with tour de force performances from Cynthia Erivo and Jeff Bridges. Not to mention John Hamm, Chris Hemsworth, Dakota Johnson, and Lewis Pullman. It's a whodunit. It's dark. It's funny. It's suspenseful. That's it. I've said my piece. Very interesting
2: turn of events. Mm-hmm.
3: I'm going to jump right out and say, please don't send me too much hate mail. I have never seen Dunkirk. And I have never seen Bad Times at the El Royale. Not yet. That's okay.
4: <laughs> You'll get your chance next week. I know. <laughs> this is all about playing with our hearts, and if your heart hasn't seen it, we just gotta play the cards.
3: I will mm-hmm. say I love Room, and I Room was also on my list, Mela. So uh, we are. We're like three we for are... three right now. <laughs> Same minds, baby.
1: I think Room is so good. I mean, obviously, Brie Larson is a fucking god. I want her to be my friend so bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, Academy Award-winning Brie Larson, and Jacob Tremblay I don't want him ever to grow up like if he could just stay where he's at I think this movie so easily could be a thriller and a movie about how there's like a, a movie about survival and how they're trying to get out in the whole escape plan but the way that that's kind of almost like the second act of the film is not often done when it comes to a plot like this And it's more about, like, the relationship between Ma and Jack. Do
3: you remember how Alice wasn't always in Wonderland? She fell down, down, down deep in a hole. Right, well, I wasn't always in room. I'm like Alice. I was a little girl named Joy. Nah. And I lived in a house with my mom and my dad. You would call them grandma and grandpa. What house? A house. It was in the world. And there was a backyard and we had a hammock. We would swing in the hammock and we would eat ice cream. A TV house? No, Jack, a real house, not TV. Are you even listening to me? When I was a little older, when I was 17, I was walking home from Where school. Where was I? You were still up in heaven. But there was a guy, he pretended that his dog was what sick. What guy? Old Nick. We call him Old Nick. I don't know what his real name is. But he pretended his dog was What's sick. What's the dog's name? Jack, there wasn't a dog. He was trying to trick me, okay? There wasn't a dog. Old Nick stole me. I want a different story. No, this is the story that you get.
1: It's like you almost want them to stay in a room because you're scared for what is on the outside. Because we as viewers know what's going to go down in the real world, what's going to happen to them when they get out. Because it's so good, it makes you want these captors to stay in captivity. And I think that's... A testament to the acting, I love it.
2: Dunkirk's an interesting choice. I know. <laughs> I that's from our boy, our boy uh, Christopher Knowles. Oh, I'm Christopher Nolan. So, I know the the obvious choice would be this decade, probably Inception, because we talked about this in the Dark Knight episode. A lot of like his character work and emotional work is is like spotty, and I think dunkirk does away with all that you have three different soldiers and three different storylines and they're all assigned this different time structure and i think what christopher nolan does incredibly is technique and scale and i think he kind of strips away all the character there's not a lot of dialogue and he just focuses in on what his superpower is and all three of these storylines converge in the end of the movie and I think when that happens and you realize how the screenplay and how the structure of the story is kind of working towards Christopher Nolan's strengths it's like magic to me and I don't know if a lot of people love this as one of his best movies but I was just floored at how how much of an achievement it was plus Tom Hardy does acting with his eyes and that's it he has a mask again a My mask boy loves across it. his face. <laughs> He's flying a plane for the whole movie and the amount of emotion and acting and weight he has just behind his eyes is incredible. I think there's no like really weird dialogue that we talked about in the Dark Knight. There's no crazy plot turns, there's no exposition. You get everything you need visually. He uses the medium of film to his strength. So I, I it was really
4: crazy. And I don't like a lot of war movies. But I loved Dunkirk. So here's an interesting thing about this round. Mella, because it feels like there's at least one movie in this round you haven't seen. Yes. Which one? Dunkirk. Dunkirk? Just Dunkirk? Mm
3: -hmm.
4: If we're just, if we're bearing it out there, if this is that episode, I haven't seen Room.
3: Uh, Wow. So. I didn't know uh, that. We have some homework, Joshua.
4: Yeah. What are you gonna do okay. about it? It's too late. The round has already started and it's nearing its end. And Rashawn is the only one in the in the round that's seen all four movies.
3: <laughs> Yikes! I mean, can we just talk about really quick how great How to Train Your Dragon is? We didn't talk about it. Here's oh wait, it's a
4: masterpiece.
1: <gasps> I haven't seen that one either. What? What?
4: The what? Fuck! I
1: know. Maybe
2: all that all that shit I talked in the beginning about us being
1: cinephiles. <laughs> <Come on. laughs>
3: Listen, I've seen a lot of other things. Okay.
4: You've
2: I
3: never seen Paddington or How to Train Your Dragon?
4: Yes. How to Train Your Dragon is the most delightful. How to Train Your Dragon. Let me let me scoot in. How to Train Your Dragon. How to Train Your Dragon. You let me? Lacey gush about it. Okay, go.
1: I'm so sorry. <laughs>
3: I just don't like I don't know what I'm doing. I feel like I'm the 10-year-old on this on this channel that just keeps bringing the animated movies and nobody likes them. But thank you because now I'm watching them.
2: No, not this time. It's
3: just Shut up. Now that has shut, it. up shut up. How to train your dragon is such a beautiful testament to what digital animated movies are and can be toothless and hiccup together are one of the best movie duos that i've ever seen in animation and possibly in any film medium i think the animation that was done for toothless set the bar for character animation and what that can be toothless never says a damn word throughout any of the movies, and you know exactly what he's thinking, what he's feeling, where he stands throughout it all. I also have the incredible voice acting of Jay baruchel Christian wig America Ferreira. It's a coming of age story, it is a family story. It's everything that I like and makes me feel warm and fuzzy.
4: And that score? Are you kidding me with the that score? The music!
3: The music oh my is incredible. God! Incredible.
4: How to Train Your Okay, my turn. How to Train Your Dragon. The trilogy could only be beat in terms of quality of animated trilogies by Toy Story, and even that's up for debate. How to Train Your Dragon is so good. I love it so much. When we watched the third one, I cried like I had never seen a sunset before. Do you understand? (laughs) Ah! I'm ready to vote. So for those of you that haven't seen multiple of these, you're basically going to have to vote based on synopses, huh?
1: I am voting on what I would see more over than the other one.
4: Yeah, I mean that's what you gotta do. What a game this has turned out to be.
3: (laughs) (laughs) And as much as I've yelled at you in the last 10 minutes, this is not personal. I'm going off of what I would actually Choose to put on, and I will vote out Dunkirk. I'm sorry, I'm voting out how to train
1: your dragon. I just. Sh- you yelled. would rather watch. Dunkirk. You it would has rather Fucking. Tom. Her- yeah, like, it's just.
4: She's really voting with her pussy right now. I,
1: yes. <laughs> when you said heart, I only heard pussy. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Sean, uh,
2: I vote for Room and I vote for Room yeah fuck off Lacey yeah
3: but Room should be on the list
2: you can't have it every way this is I just want to say this is the second movie in a row of yours that Mella has not seen and you're still pissed at me I'm
3: not pissed <laughs> at That's you I'm, I'm pissed say. that Room isn't on our liar.
4: list liar Lacey just screamed so loud that and so high that only Andy our dog heard
3: it <laughs>
1: You should definitely get him to watch Room. It's so good. You
3: should just watch any movie that I like. Any <laughs> of them. <laughs> and, uh, I'll watch Paddington. Fuck off!
4: How to Train Your Dragon is so good. Alright. Uh. Bad,
2: bad Times at the El Royale, How to Train Your Dragon and Dunkirk go on the list. Round four.
0: You better bring it. Oh, it's already been brought. This is
1: Mine is going to 2011's The
3: Help. Surprise. <laughs> I was not <laughs> expecting that, I can tell you. Round four, my submission is 2013's rom-com sweetest of ever, About Time. Oh, And I yes. know only Mela has seen it, I think, but it's fine.
2: Come on, Lacey. What's happening? you seen it? Why? I'm, okay, now
4: I'm Matt.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what? what?
4: Go, who's next? So uh, round four is just the fuck it round then?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic.
4: <laughs> 2014's Edge of Tomorrow, baby. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, fuck, I was not expecting this. <laughs>
2: 2012's Beast of the Southern Wild. Oh. Don't be mad. You've never seen it. I haven't
4: seen that one. <sighs> so I Josh seen... doesn't
2: need to argue this round. I haven't
4: seen kid-driven dramas, apparently.
1: I guess so. <laughs> Can't really uh,
4: s- Tell me on the help, because even without having seen Beast of the Southern Wild, uh, I still might vote for the help.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what? You don't like the help?
2: The star of the movie isn't crazy about the hell.
1: <laughs> I know, but fuck, it's so good. And I think this, okay. this is just me putting this on the list with my heart. <laughs> I
3: <laughs> I have a separate
1: list of movies that shouldn't be quotable. And I quote them all the time. And this is one of them. Um, along with Precious. Like, those are movies you just don't quote. But What movie? Are. Precious.
4: Never heard of it.
3: Based on the... Novel pushed by Sapphire.
4: Oh, (laughs) Precious, based on the novel pushed by Sapphire. I got it.
3: (laughs) Yes. But the thing is, I
1: know Viola Davis is like, fuck that movie. But (laughs) she's phenomenal in it. And like, I mean, she's phenomenal in everything she does. She's Viola Davis. Also, the whole entire cast. Uh, I mean, Octavia Spencer won the fucking Academy Award for it. She's absolutely great. One of my favorite parts in film i think is jessica chastain emma stone i know how y'all feel about her but she my girl she will get me to watch anything i just fuck i just want her acting career that's just what it is the plot fine it's not the greatest but it's so good i feel like if you can take a flimsy script and a flimsy plot and throw a bunch of a-listers in there and it just makes up for everything else and I think that's what the help is
4: does that make it a good movie does that make yes. it one of the best movies or does that yes, make it, it a movie with some of the best actors in it both yeah you didn't even mention Cicely Tyson mm-hmm. if we're talking about movies I'm gonna say a phrase you guys and the listeners are already sick of hearing it's a four quadrant movie edge of tomorrow I know you you missed me bringing in some action hoo-ha Edge of Tomorrow, it, Edge of Tomorrow <laughs> is as clean of an action movie as you can get. I know I stump for the MCU a lot, even more than that. It's top to bottom. The script is tight. Emily Blunt is Emily Blunting all over the place, obviously.
3: You all right, Cage?
0: I think I broke something. What? My back. The only thing I can feel on my lips.
3: Now listen carefully. This is a very important rule. This is the only rule. You get injured on the field, you
0: better make sure you die. Why? Last time I was in combat, I was hit. I was bleeding out, just not fast enough. I woke up in a field hospital with three pints of someone else's blood and I was out.
1: I lost the power. Do you understand? I think we better start over, don't
4: you? Tom Cruise is a fucking movie star. Like, you can't, it's undeniable the the magic that he brings on screen. And Edge of Tomorrow's action is so specific and, and, and airtight and every, it has to be because it's, have you seen it, Mel?
1: No, oh, no.
4: It's, do you know what, <laughs> do you know the concept?
1: It's, I feel like they're on the edge of losing the world tomorrow.
4: Lord, it's ground. It's Groundhog Day. It's Groundhog's Day.
1: Are you fucking kidding me?
4: Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean no, I'm not kidding. No matter how bad you thought Groundhog's Day was, you have to admit all of the supporting characters and the blocking had to be that specific and that fine tuned. Mm-hmm. Imagine that, but with a fucking two hundred million dollar action movie. What more could you want? <laughs> She's gonna uh... vote for tomorrow. Don't an- that was rhetorical. Don't answer, okay. don't answer that lacy
3: yeah how
4: you doing babe
3: i'm good i'm i love about time and i love that i i think about time is more than just a rom-com which is kind of how it was shopped if you haven't seen it there is time travel donald gleason and his discovery of with the power of time travel what he can do with it and how he can change not only his life but the life of the people he cares about around them, and the implications of time travel. it It's what the time traveler's wife wanted to be, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And About Time did it correctly. It has one of the best ending sequences of any, you know, coming-of-age romantic comedy, I guess, movie. You know, it's whimsical, it's sweet, and it's all about cherishing what you have right now and appreciating what you have right now. And it's a message that I think all of us consistently need to be reminded of.
1: Uh, I fucking love this movie. I think About Time is such a good idea. It's just so cool. (laughs) Like, I don't know if I have anything grand to say. It's just such a cool concept. I don't think I would consider this a rom. Calm, like the calm part of it. Right. Like I think it, it does have whimsy, but I don't think there's a lot of like comedic parts to it to deem it as a comedy. I would just say it's a romance fantasy, if that can be a thing.
3: Can we make that a thing? Yes. Sure. Um, Let's write something in that genre. <laughs> yeah,
1: please.
4: Rashamp? Yes, sir. Tell me about Beast of Southern Wild.
2: Oh, Beast of the I,
4: Southern Wild. No, I mean it, because there is a world where I still vote for, I know, for the help. I know,
2: I know, I know, I know.
4: <laughs> Beast of the Southern
2: Wild is about a young girl named Hush Puppy. She lives in this community called The Bathtub. And this movie, Ben Zeitlin, I think the only other movie he has directed is is the movie that Lacey talked about, Wendy. Mm-hmm. But it takes this area of New Orleans that's been sadly been ravaged and destroyed after Hurricane Katrina and it takes something that could be played you know almost maudlin and and really melodramatic and it puts it in the eyes of a six-year-old girl and it plays the entire movie like this beautiful fairy tale i think the score is one of the best film scores of the past decade it's magical it's hopeful It never lets the situation fall into any pity for what Hush Puppy and her dad are going through. And it's this really beautiful father-daughter story about survival and hope and uplift. And Quivinjanae Wallace, this was her first film ever. And she ended up as a Best Actress nominee next to Jessica Chastain and Emmanuel Riva and Jennifer Lawrence because she's that good she carries an entire movie on her shoulders at six and i think yes the performance is great like the help has great performances dwight henry as her father is incredible but i think the entire movie across the board is just so well done and so well executed like i bawled like i said before i'm a robot i do not cry (laughs) at movies that this movie sucked every bit of moisture I had out of my face. <laughs> it, it's so good. It's it's incredible. Did you cry
4: at How to Train Your Dragon Three? I cried at How you, How to Train Your Dragon One. Fuck yeah! That's all I needed to hear. I did not like three. So. <gasps> hey, you're a Just stop Satan. talking about it. Stop you're, talking about it. You're Satan. You're Satan. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you asked. <laughs> I asked if you cried or not. That's all I asked. I didn't cry because I didn't like it. <laughs> okay. I think I know where this round is going, but I don't give a fuck because I <laughs> like the movie. So let's vote. Wait, you know where it's
2: going?
3: I don't think, I you, don't do. think you do. I don't think you
1: do.
2: I don't think you do.
1: Let's okay. just vote. I vote for Edge of Tomorrow.
3: Goodbye. Psych, you can't <laughs> vote
4: for it. You can't say goodbye because it's back. Cause it
3: you. Psych. I vote for the help.
4: Yeah, Beasts of the Southern Wild sounds delightful. I vote for the help. Because
3: Rashawn is
1: saying it so nice. I'm not as eloquent, Beach,
4: I've seen the help. <laughs> I've seen the help. Whatever. And I actively didn't like it.
2: Oh, so it doesn't matter what my vote is.
4: Well, no,
1: it if you vote for Edge of it. Tomorrow, we got a tie. It's not that.
2: Oh, I'm, I'm voting for the help. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like, that.
1: Didn't you watch The Edge of Tomorrow like a, a thousand times in theaters? Oh, no, that was Mission Impossible. No, that
2: was Fallout. Yeah, Mission Impossible, Fallout.
4: It's uh, it's a great action movie, Mela.
2: I think The Help saved you, Josh, because I was going to vote for Edge of Tomorrow. For sure.
4: Carmela, so, I don't know what you're Why right. do you think
2: I saved it
1: <laughs> for now? You're welcome.
4: She went first.
1: I went first. Yeah. yeah
2: I, I, don't, I don't love Edge of Tomorrow, but Emily Blunt is insane. She's that's, so... That's, That's a Josh's Heart
4: movie. I've seen that shit like eight times. You've
2: been been touched by an angel (laughs) by the name of Mella.
1: Seriously, you're welcome.
4: (laughs) She saved your life. If you're taking
2: a rival
1: off,
4: I get Edge of Tomorrow.
1: Oh, okay. Switch them. Switch them. About (laughs)
2: Time. (laughs) About Time, Edge of Tomorrow, and uh, Beast of the Southern Wild are going on the list. (laughs) Nice (laughs) try. All right, this is our final official round before the elimination round. I'm going first.
0: You better bring it. Oh, it's already been brought. This is fire.
2: I'm just throwing it out there. I saved this for last because it is one of my favorite movies of the past decade. I don't know if anyone has seen it on the pod. Oh, no. But that's okay. You just talked about how incredible Jessica Chastain is. And I think that is proven in 2014's A Most Violent Year. <laughs> what did you think I was No, saying? it's fine. i going to I
3: thought See you were going to say Molly's Game.
1: Oh, no, I'm oh, not gonna have to one. bring that to the podcast. <laughs> that would I have gotten you nowhere.
4: Sir, <laughs> so that's a Jessica Chastain feature with written by Sorkin. What do you mean it would have gotten you nowhere?
1: Molly's Game?
2: I know about this one, or I don't know where she is on your screen.
3: But. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to be very controversial. My submission is 2015's "The Witch." <laughs>
1: oh, oh my god! <laughs> Yeah,
2: uh, <laughs> Okay, that was really funny. What's your choice?
3: I'm 1,000% serious.
2: Let me see what's happening right now? <laughs>
3: I'm crying. <laughs> <laughs>
4: that was the most baller shit I've ever seen.
3: <laughs> let's finish the list, and then we can talk about ha, it,
4: let's, it. Yeah, let's finish uh, the um, Yeah, mine is 2018's 8th grade.
1: And mine is 2013's Prisoners.
3: Mellow, we could have had the same list. Good are lord. Good lord.
2: I don't even know. What? This is some shit that the vetters are cooking up, and I don't <laughs> like it. What do you
3: mean? <laughs> what are you talking about?
2: What do you mean? You brought the witch?
3: Listen, I didn't know the she was witch. bringing the witch. Listen, Rashaun.
2: I don't believe What you. did
3: I say in my New Year's episode? I said there were two movies I was going to give a second chance to. I haven't done Dear Zachary yet because I my heart hurts and I just, I can't, I don't know if I can do it. But I revisited The Witch and it is hands down one of the best horror movies that I have ever seen.
4: That's objectively hilarious. (laughs) Not that you think it is. Uh, Listeners, look, if you listen to this one and you haven't listened to the first decades, I don't know how to help you, but if you don't remember, the podcast almost ended because we stonewalled the witch out of the top 20 last time. Twice. Yeah, Yeah, twice. Legit, like, like a Roman tortoise formation with all of our shields up in a perfect semi-circle we just didn't let the witch through wow that's hilarious i don't know who wants to go next do <laughs> you know what if this is the
2: ultimate troll props to you because this is genius It's not.
3: what are you talking about a troll <laughs> my feelings
2: are so hurt right now what, what is this
3: they're hurt. i thought you'd be this? happy because i am on your side i get it now it gets
1: to go into the hall of fame a year later i get it
3: out listen i was wrong i falling on my sword i was wrong
2: no don't stab yourself stab me cuz i i am just
3: <laughs> what how are you upset i thought you'd be i thought you'd be thrilled i can't
2: say i'm upset because i don't know what i feel right now <laughs> i'm just like in my head it's been around. <laughs> it oh my God. In- Rasha, do you want to tell us about a most violent year? Who has seen it? Raises your hand. Great. So it doesn't even matter. I'm going to lose in a round that has the witch. And this is not. This is like.
3: <laughs> so sorry. And it just
2: said, this is like my favorite movie that I have on my list.
3: Talk about it. Talk about it, please. This
2: is not victory.
4: This is not Talk about about it because
2: there's another... (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm so sorry. I am
4: broken. I am broken. I am broken. There's a world where prisoners lose
2: us. Sorry, No, there
1: isn't. A most
2: violent year... (laughs) (laughs) A most violent year stars... (laughs) Two of the best actors of this generation. (laughs) Oscar Isaac and Jessica Chastain play a couple in New York City. Oscar Isaac is an oil salesman who is doing his best to build his empire. Jessica Chastain is his wife and she plays this savvy behind the scenes mastermind that also undercuts his success and his attempts at building his empire.
0: This is probably one you're going to regret.
2: Excuse me?
1: My husband's an honorable man. We're not who you think we are. I think I
0: know your father.
1: Good for you. husband is not my father, not even close, so if I were you, I would start treating us with a little more respect or I guarantee he will make it his mission in life to ruin you. This was very disrespectful.
2: It's a slow burn movie. The cinematography by Bradford Young, I think, is incredible. It's a crime drama with very little crime. But I think what comes to the forefront are Oscar and Jessica Chastain. The cast is insane. I've said this a few times, so pull my drawstring. But I think this movie is a near masterpiece. And it's quiet. And you think a movie like this would have big bombastic shootouts and huge deaths and screaming and yelling but the power of the movie is in the quiet moments where the, both of them are in these rooms dealing with the power struggle that they have and also dealing with the love they have for each other while just trying to be the best version of themselves. I think this movie is incredible. If it doesn't make it through, that's okay. I don't think I'm going to say much more during this round because (laughs) I can't speak. I got all that out and I'm done. Okay.
4: I'm going to say this about prisoners, prisoners, did something in the lead up to it with the trailers and it 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 generated a hype machine because i think it hit just at the right time at like hugh jackman's peak at jake gyllenhaal's peak like it generated this hype that was like only seen by superhero movies in the year was it 2013 Mm -hmm. when it came out and i saw it in theaters like opening night and i was like
3: fuck yeah
4: and then i watched it again at home and maybe it's because I knew it was coming. Maybe it's because I was removed from the like 24-7 trailer hype beast that they created. But it didn't land as well.
1: That's a problem y'all have. Don't <laughs> give that to prisoners. Because you watch the trailer 50-11 times no, and you go I'm, to see the movie. What can I say?
4: I'm saying I watched the trailer 50-11 times and then I saw it in theaters and I fucking loved it. And then I didn't watch anything, any prisoners, anything for a couple of years. And then I watched it again and I was like, oh, okay. no,
1: I feel the exact opposite. I watched it, loved it, didn't watch it for fucking five, six years, watched it again. And I still knew that the end of the movie, it was the twist. I knew that there was going to be a twist, but I had forgotten what it was. And it was still just as delicious.
4: That's delicious, man.
1: It was still Don't so good. <laughs> Don't say it
2: delicious. Don't say delicious. Nobody say delicious <laughs> on this podcast. No more.
1: Just <laughs> now want to live deliciously. But like, a, a, okay, fine. The twist, maybe you weren't there for it. That happens when some, with some people where they've already seen something and then they're like, well, I already know what's going to happen. Blah. But the acting, fucking phenom. We also got a Viola Davis in there. So-
4: to touch on the acting, I think it's full filled with some of our generation's best movie stars. I mean, mm-hmm. Hugh Jackman, Jake Hall. The scenery leaves with some bite marks, I'll say.
1: What the fuck does that mean?
4: They're they, chewing the scenery. They're chewing the scenery a little bit.
1: Oh, I I don't get that. I, <laughs> I mean, I don't get it.
2: I go back and forth on what are what my favorite. Villain of movie is, but Prisoners is up there. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I think Prisoners is really, really good. Melissa Leo, Paul Dano. I don't know. I
1: think it's just it's so it's foolproof. It's such a good. I don't think it's a crime drama. I wouldn't call it that. I think it's a mystery. I think it's a thriller, and I think that's like, if somebody was like, "How do you write one?" I would hand them this script, hands down. Because I. The writing is pretty airtight. It's perfect. Yeah.
4: Uh, do we just vote on this round?
3: I we'll think so. Talk about yeah, eighth talk grade. Yeah, talk about
4: eighth grade. Talk about, I mean, I did a little bit at the top. I think eighth grade is. Bo Burnham was able to capture such. I think someone used this phrase earlier, but this movie, ugh, about one of our episodes, this movie is a time capsule. Someone could watch eighth grade and know exactly what it's like to be a preteen in. The beginning of the twenty first century. Elsie Fisher, I I sung her praises earlier, but Josh Hamilton, who plays the dad,
3: he's so good. He's so, he's
4: so good. good. I mean, and all the kids in it. I don't know about eighth grade.
3: Really? What about
2: not it? that it's not in this in this lineup? I don't know about eighth mm. grade. Mm.
4: Over against um,
2: prisoners? Yeah, I think prisoners is just tight, man. It's really really well done. Um, and they're different movies, like A Coming of Age versus, you know, A Crime... I do think it's A Crime Thriller, but I just think Denny is untouchable as a director. I do too. As much as I love Bo Burnham and what he did with 8th Grade, I think in this list, 8th Grade might be last for me.
4: If he's untouchable as a director, then why'd you vote out a rival?
2: Again, the group that I was <laughs> <laughs> voting in. Go, I, I we... We haven't heard from Lacey. Please Please talk about your choice. I
3: I feel like I did a little bit. I I, honestly, I I was not expecting this reaction from you. And I, I am genuinely sorry about our previous interaction when it came to The Witch. I am the first person to say I was completely wrong. I was wrong. The ending is where I got hung up. I thought the movie was great up until the ending. And I think I had gotten caught up in the marketing and what the movie had been built up to be. And I just had been, at the time, disappointed by it. Watching it now with fresh eyes, it's haunting. It's chilling. It is delicious, Rashan. Um, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> what,
2: I, what I just fucking say?
3: <laughs> it's simple storytelling done eloquently. Or it's eloquent storytelling done sim- simply. One of the two. It scared me and it moved me. And I I I was wrong and I'm sorry. It should be on the list.
2: That takes an incredibly big person. So my brain is scrambled eggs, but
4: it's <laughs> okay. We love a redemption arc,
3: dude. After you voted out
0: <laughs> I'm sorry.
4: <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know until
2: it came out of my <laughs> mouth. Uh, are we voting? Does anyone have? Let's vote. Let's just get it done. I know. I know half the panel has not seen this movie. I feel like we're in another witch situation. I know
3: it's on me, and <laughs> another- I promise I'm gonna go watch it. I swear.
2: It's so. It's so good, but I. I, I guess the writing's on the wall. It's okay, but let's vote. Oh, it's me. I vote for 8th
3: grade? I vote for Most Violent Year.
4: Of all the movies I haven't seen today that we've talked about, (laughs) A Most Violent Year is the one I want to see the most. That being said, it gets my vote.
1: Melabella? Just because of the lineup, I have to choose 8th grade. (laughs) Have Uh, you seen A Most Violent Year? Or have, yes. And I really, really like it.
4: So we have a tie. Okay. What do we do?
2: We can either leave it to fate and flip a coin. We can put all four movies on the list and not go to an elimination round.
4: Or I can be gracious because eighth grade was my backup okay. because you took social network. And okay. I got, if I got to sing Elsie Fisher's praises, which is all I really care about, I will bow out.
3: Okay. Okay. <laughs> both, i mean we can leave said... it we can leave it up to okay all right.
4: no no we can i'll leave b- it up to fate we can flip a coin here's why okay because i'm gonna be coming like a bat out of hell to get a rival on this list in the consolation round so i won't fight for eighth grade right. so there's no point
1: fighting against it, yourself for what
4: it's okay eighth grade can go i got to talk about Elsie fisher at the top i think it's one of the best performances of the decade and that's all i really cared to say okay so put so, your little, put your little, put your little drama on there, Rashawn.
2: You're gonna watch it and you're gonna eat those. Words. I know, I know. I'm gonna <laughs> fucking love it. It sounds like I love it. <laughs> a most violent year, prisoners, and the witch.
1: Yay! Yay! She made it. That bitch made it.
2: I, it when I woke up this morning.
1: <laughs> Wait.
2: Wait. <laughs> so. We have nineteen movies on our list. Our final round will be choosing between our eliminated, our five eliminated movies. Now, things work a little differently because instead of eliminating one and getting three, we need to eliminate four to keep one. Here are the movies: Arrival, Paddington, Room, The Help, and Eighth Grade. Hey, one uh... more
4: movie.
3: You know what I noticed?
4: Yeah, something what? weird on there. Something weird on the list.
3: Not a single one of Rashan's movies was eliminated this wow, time wow. around. Wow! How does it feel, Rashan? How does it feel?
2: Oh, you're mad at me now for not <laughs> losing. When do I win? When do I win? You don't. I want to
4: say you're you're in the top spot because because of my mercy. Don't <laughs> laugh. React, Mella. Mella. of my mercy all right let's just get into it
0: you better bring it oh it's already been arrival
4: is so good you guys (laughs) i don't know what else i need to tell you
3: Arrival it's, is so good.
4: It's a slow burn twist into just such a beautiful ending of acceptance and understanding. Look, I don't feel a lot of um, feelings or emotions much ever. <laughs> <laughs> but Arrival, it left a mark on me and I, I like sat with it for a while.
3: Arrival is one of those movies too that you get more out of it the more you watch it especially once you know the twist at the end, you are, there are so many more nuances to Amy's performance that you are able to pick up on as you watch it a second, third, fourth, and in my case, five to ten times.
4: At least from first to second viewing, it's an entirely different movie. Watching it the first time, at least the second, but then, of course, third, fourth, fifth, it's a different movie mm-hmm. completely. Anyway, I've said my piece about Arrival.
1: I know we're supposed to get to this round. that defends our own movies. But I feel like I already know which one I want in the list. So does that matter? <laughs> what What is it? I'm not going to say it yet. It has to be a reveal.
4: I mean, we all know the help.
1: The help is not moving. Like, I why fight for that? Like, I'm not going to fight for the help. Silly look, of me to even think to bring it.
4: I'm going hard for a rival, but if you want to vote for 8th grade, by all means, I won't test your judgment. But
3: okay, what like about rock- Paddington, Josh? What do you mean? What do you mean? <laughs> You're just can we
2: put a two behind it and then vote Rashaun, for Sean? I
3: haven't seen two yet. I'm behind. I can't do that yet. And there's nothing I know what is wrong with one. One is one is a little warm cupcake, it is. Uh-huh. The sweet, yeah. I gotta do, I gotta do like delicious talk for Bella and then she'll be on my side. It's a heightened sense of whimsical. It is a children and family movie, but there's something so classical about it, even though it's a modern day CGI film. You cannot equate anyone to Sterling Holloway's Winnie the Pooh. You just cannot. But what Ben Wishaw does with Paddington comes. As close as you can possibly get. It's magical. It's magical.
1: Don't pull in the witty the poo. <laughs> you know what you're doing. I do.
4: I mean, I said my piece. Do you want to talk about the help, Mela?
1: No. I if if I don't talk about the help, I'll talk about Room because I do think it deserves to be on a list. I think Brie Larson's. I mean, what I said when in the rounds is that she's phenomenal. She has an Academy Award to prove it. I think it got lost because not everyone has seen it. I think it's more that it's on a technicality and not so much about the movie itself. Because if everyone had seen it, then y'all would love it. Oh, like Paddington? I feel
4: attacked right now. Oh my god.
1: I am telling you that I would probably love it. I just haven't <laughs> fucking seen it, okay?
4: <laughs> Let's just do the damn thing. I feel... I don't know. Is this how it feels to not worry? Because I feel wait
3: yeah fuck off or sean
4: <laughs> so no voting for any of your own correct what order what should the order be mm, i'll go last <laughs> yeah let's do, let's do alpha let's do alphabetical i don't have any stake
2: in the matter so i'm gonna go last. so Mella, my
1: you go first. vote to go through to the decades list is arrival
4: my vote is for paddington
3: i vote for arrival
4: I'm, uh, vote I vote for, for a rival.
3: Who, who were you going to vote for?
4: Paddington. So we got a 50-50 then. That's okay. Do you want to vote for Paddington? No, I vote
2: for a rival. I wanted to vote for Paddington because Lacey went out of her way to redeem herself, and I wanted to do the same.
3: Don't do me favors. No, actual... that's not what this is about. Okay, then we'll fuck <laughs> off. I vote for a rival. Let's go, baby! <laughs> Yay! Yeah.
0: Ready for this? I've
3: never been more ready for anything in my whole life. You know I love you.
1: No matter what happens. I'm
0: yours and your mind, and that's it. You and me all the time.
1: Honey. There's something I gotta tell you.
0: It's funny.
4: The first time you watch it, it's kinda of hard to understand what it's about. Just sort of meanders. And then everything comes together in this one perfect moment at the end. And when you watch it a second or third or fourth time, you start you start to see that all of this randomness is leading towards a perfect moment. Where are we going?
0: <laughs> Attractive.
3: Attractive. 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 that's a proper introduction. You're not going to like what will happen once I get involved.
0: Forensics team to get to the bottom of this. If you guys were the inventors of Facebook,
3: you'd have invented Facebook.
0: It's that like to What
3: in the world did you
0: do? Tequila. Got time to sit with me? Oh. I ain't going nowhere. I'd only give one piece of advice to anyone marrying. My love. We're all quite similar My in the end. Dying. We all get old and tell
4: the same tales too many times. I but
0: before your touch
4: try and marry someone alone. kind. Lonely and this time. is a kind man
0: with a good heart. Time. Why does it matter what happens to me? Goes by. I'm not so particularly
1: proud
0: of many things in my life, but I am very proud to be the father of my son. I'm proud to be his family! I wish I didn't know you, but I do. We're not going to fight
1: Anymore,
0: I'm also just a girl. I hate to float standing in front of a boy.
1: Such a mess. great audience all y'all talkers up in here. It's time to keep
0: it down right now. Avengers, I have got to give me one of these. We ready
2: to party. Happy one year anniversary. Yay. That does it for our year, our one year anniversary. We want to give a huge thank you, not only to our listeners who have stuck with us throughout this entire year. There's no way we could have imagined what this show would be and what it would mean to us and what we mean to each other. So we thank you for putting up with our opinions, (laughs) listening to us yell into a mic for a year. We also want to say thank you to to all the other podcasts out there that we've grown to know and build connections with. And we can't wait to have you on our show. We want you to come in and fight with us and um, just keep, keep watching movies. That's all. You're all cinephiles. Yeah. Keep watching movies mm-hmm. and keep fighting about them because everyone has an opinion and everyone's opinion is an asshole. <laughs> well,
0: <was> that <laughs> not quite-
2: is that eloquent enough? <laughs> um, going so That's well. it for this week's episode of this very special episode of When Cinephiles Attack. As always, we would love if you would like, subscribe, follow us on Apple Podcast. You can find this and all of our episodes on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, anywhere you get your podcasts. Find us on social media, Twitter and Instagram, at Cinephile Attack. And if you have a suggestion for a new episode or you just want to show us some love, we have our first email episode coming up. Yay! Email us at wincinephilesattack at gmail.com 57 episodes later? From Rashawn. Mela, Josh,
3: and Lacey.
2: Thank you all so much. We love you, we appreciate you, and we will see you
4: next week. Stay, stay frosty.
1: Stay chilly.
4: And live
3: deliciously. deliciously.
1: I can't believe the witches are on